Aloha, I'm Leanne Watanabe. And I am Sharon Mills, and we are Sister. Sister, a podcast where two sisters, born and raised in Kahalu, Hawaii, come together to talk about food, fitness, and everything else in between. Hello, hello, gang. Thank you for dropping Aloha. in and listening today. It's Leanne and Shara, your sister, sister. And today we are going to talk about what was our topic today, Cher? Today's topic is about how we came to love fitness. Love fitness. Well, we start our exercise journey. Our exercise journey. I like that better because, to be honest, even as a personal trainer in Honolulu myself, I don't always love to work out. I don't think anyone does. Right. And that's what I think my clients sometimes, especially my new clients, they think as a trainer, um, they hire me just because I love to work out all the time and I love to exercise and sweat and feel the burn. And yes, I do at times, but most of the time it's very ho-hum, but um bump Mundane. Mundane. You do something every day just gets right. a little, you know. Yeah, boring. routine, right? So I had a question in my DMs the other day on Instagram, and uh, I have a few people following me as as I started to document my own like sort of transformation from extreme diet and exercise into more a, of a sustainable and balanced approach. Uh, something that I advocate 100% for all my clients, all the ladies I work with, um, that the way to health is it has to be enjoyable, it has to be effortless, and it has to be effective. And so I got a lot of new followers and they're asking me, well, how did I get started? Because I seem to be in this rhythm and this routine of doing the thing every day and they're just starting and they're having a hard time to start. So that brought us to what a great topic to talk about today, how we both started. So I think um, just to give some background uh, for you of those that may be new to the podcast, Shara and I are sisters. I am the oldest of five kids and Shara is the second to the last. So there's three girls and two boys and I am <coughs> 44 years old. <laughs> Even though I don't feel 44, I could technically be Shara's mother. Uh, and Shara, how old are you? I'm going to be uh, 30 in December. I'm 29. Right 29. Ride it out, sister. That last little bit of the 20s. Ride it out. You're 29 until the day you say 30. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, it really got me thinking um, fitness or exercise for me started as a, at a very young age. Um, our mom was a teen mom. She had me at 17 years old and she was just navigating that whole thing, you know, being young, um, being in a very tumultuous relationship with our father, um, being in a struggle, I think, with her parents. Um, you know, not, I don't think being super stoked that she got basically knocked up young. <laughs> If you know, if you know our grandparents. <laughs> um, so I grew up at a time where I think my mom was figuring out her own stuff and really feeling all these feels and insecurities about her own body. And I feel she totally displaced that a lot on me. So I grew up constantly uh, with my mom always sort of reminding me that I was chubby and that I had such a pretty face 
and that if I just lost some weight. <laughs> um, I can laugh about it now, gang, but I think when you're in it, and as a young child, uh, a girl really coming into her own myself, um, you know, in elementary and then preteen and then high school, I started to quickly associate uh, worth and love with weight. And if you have parents telling you as a young kid that, you know, you should really lose some weight, you have such a pretty face, you be begin to really believe that that's the way you get love. And so I started to diet really young. I think, um, well, really, I didn't start to diet really young. I started to exercise really young because who am I kidding? My mom is the bomb.com cook. And she cooked for us all the time. And it was wonderful, elaborate, full-on meals, gang. I'm talking, my dad hated leftovers. And he was the type of guy where it was like, if she made soup and sandwich for dinner, he'd be like, what is this? This is not dinner. I mean, my mom would bust out the rice and like the salad, potato salad, and the main meat, like a steak or a roast or a turkey. And then there's gonna be dessert and there's gonna be soda and there's gonna be juice. So. And I gang, I never had any limits as a kid with eating. Like I was surrounded by kids in elementary who came to my house and were like, we hit the freaking jackpot because Leanne's house has candy and cookies and cake and soda. And we had no rules. And whereas my friend, I remember my friend Sherry, she came over and her mom like let her drink one Coke once a week. And so wow. when she came to my house, it was just like free for all. So for me, it was hard because it was sort of a mixed message where you have parents telling you, you know, you just got to lose a little weight, but yet they keep feeding you all this yummy food because I feel like my mom's love language is through food and feeding people. And so it was sort of like a really fucked up message I think I got as a young girl where how can I diet when there's all this temptation and yummy food and my mom's like, clean your plate, you better finish your plate. Yet on the other back end, they're telling me, you know, I need to lose weight. And, and so it was constant sort of this weird, extreme kind of messed up messaging in my head. But I legit remember how I started uh, I, sorry, it's a long-winded answer. Um, but I started basically in like third grade doing uh, Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies videos in my living room uh, in a two-bedroom house where we had three kids at the time, all sharing one bedroom. And when everyone went to sleep at night, I would be doing my Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies videos. And that's what I did every night because I just believe that's what I have to do. I have to exercise to lose my belly. And um, if I lose my belly, then um, maybe I'll be prettier and then people will like me. And then maybe my parents will stop hounding me about losing weight. So that's pretty much my start. How did you, so how, how do you find being that we're such a big difference, different age gap with mom and your physical appearance when you came around? into like that age where you start noticing, you know, you start noticing your body and your shape and your size and all that, right? Yes, yes. I think for me, um, it was just going to school. It wasn't more so, I didn't, I didn't really get that from mom then. I do, I totally agree with having the snacks and the candy and all the food and having no rules. They kind of just 
kind of, you know, let you do as you please um, in hopes that you will be mindful. But I mean, as a parent now, I mean, I'm, I'm a mother, there are rules because I know that my my son doesn't have the the same thought process that I do. He doesn't have the, the ability to go about like, oh, okay, in moderation. Right, right. Um, so I totally get that. Um, but for me, it was just in high school, like a lot of people teased me. I would wear shorts or skirts and it was like, look at her thighs. They're like, you know, the fat is oozing out of her shorts. And so for me, I was, it was more like, I, you know, I was young, so I didn't quite um, understand it in the way I do now. But it was like, I just want to be, I want to lose weight and I want to look the part so that these people will leave me, you know, leave me alone. They, they'll respect me. So I, I um, definitely thought that physical appearance equaled um, a, a status, um, being popular, being pretty, not getting picked on, and just being powerful in, in a certain way. So peer pressure. Yeah, definitely peer, peer pressure. I think that's where we can kind of have similarities too because as being chubby myself too there there was a lot of like teasing in school and comments from you know the popular skinny girls and that stuff stuck with me um but i am but i am also kind of surprised that you know and i'm i'm curious i guess that's a conversation we would have to have with mom one day but i'm curious and let you know is it that mom just got older and wiser or did she just realize that maybe perhaps negatively commenting on like my weight impacted my ability to kind of get close with her so she pulled back or because i mean you're you're pretty i always say like oh you've 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 kind of like pulled more towards mom's body shape. And I always used to say I'm more dad's body shape, but there was a time, like you had said, like with me, you were just going, growing through your own, going into puberty, getting curves and being a little bit maybe curvier than most people. But mom never any said anything at all to make you feel like insecure or self-confident or low self-confidence. I or do recall her, like she always told me to, you know, stand up straight, like don't slouch, don't, uh, don't drag your feet, you know, right. hold your head up high. Um, <laughs> There was always corrections being made, yes. But never blatantly like, oh, you have such a pretty face if you just lost weight, or that was one comment that's like ingrained in my head. Yeah, for me at that age, I mean, you know, like considering mom was a lot older when I yes. was that age, where she was like, what, in her 20s when you were going through that. So yes, there was a lot of projecting that she was doing unto you because she was, she was young and still figuring out you know, embracing her beauty, which I don't think she still has to this day because I've watched my, I've watched our mom. Um, she's always picking at herself. Yeah, like, I don't like this about me. And that's what affected me. It wasn't like being said to me. Right. It was right. more so like, I saw her hate who herself. she was. Right. And I didn't, I couldn't understand why, because I thought she was the most beautiful thing. I, I would think the same thing too. Like I would watch her because she was the same thing to myself growing she, up. She you know, was learned Yeah, well she but see yeah, so you you picked it up 
through her behavior. Yeah, so I, more, like, I seen what was being done and I kind of, yeah, I read because that's what right, kids do. Right. You know? I saw it because I did see her pick herself apart and I thought, wow, my mom is so beautiful and she has such a great body and she's always bashing herself and her body. I would like kill to have her body, but yet she was also bashing me, you know? Yeah. And I think, like you said, that's an age thing, but I mean, you know, she was so like, I think I remember one day she was like, why are you wearing that shirt? You look like you have a spare tire around your stomach. I mean, that is stuff that has stuck with me that I'm like, God, if I had a daughter, it wouldn't like, you know, and was not at all in the way that it should have been. Yes, but I, and then and then it brings me to this because I have this brewing right now. Um, grandma is yeah. the one that I would get um, the remarks from now that I remember. Uh, it wasn't, mom. wasn't it was mama's grandma. grandma. We lived with grandma for like two years as foster kids, right? Right. He was our mom. And get out of the kitchen. You're fat. Yes, Old I do. I do remember that. That a man, she would come up to me and she put her hands around my waist and she said, uh, a man should be able to fit their whole hand around your waist. Yeah, she was so old school. You have to be beautiful in order to be respected. That's what it was back mm -hmm. in the day. I mean, and then you see the generational like cycle right. of like how beauty equals respect and it's just sickening. But I mean, it's, it's what it was and now we're changing the narrative, right? Yeah. And that, that's so awesome that you brought that up. Yes, because I remember, you know, I hadn't lived with grandma as a young kid. I lived with her as a college kid for a little bit, you know, really as more of a, hey, I just need some place to get my shit together until I find a place because I was in college, Naturally. paying my own way. And I wanted to get the hell out of there because, yes, you do see how the dysfunction is passed down and either people break the cycle or they continue but i do remember when i took you guys out it was tony's birthday and we were with lake kelly my husband if you're listening and you're not sure who that is we took tony to baskin and robbins the 31 flavors ice cream shop we went to the one in the windward mall at the time and he asked me where which ones are the low fat or fat free options and I, yes, I remember that. That stuck with me because I felt for him because I just felt, I felt a connection to that, right? You know, here's this young boy who's, I think he was third grade at the time, asking me about fat-free ice cream. And, and I said, Tony, it's your birthday. We're not going to get you fat-free. We're going to get you what you want. And he said, well, grandma said I'm too fat. I mean, I shouldn't eat enough. And then that brought it back to where, oh, yes, I forget how blunt grandma was, our mother's mom, our, our maternal grandmother, how blunt she was, a Hawaiian Chinese lady that looked amazing, lived to 100, in great shape, you know, hard worker in terms of being always in the yard and down the hill, um, devout, devout Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Um, God bless her soul. Yeah, God bless her soul. I love that lady. Um, but yeah, so and that's interesting because we spent a lot of time either with mom 
who's yeah constantly nitpicking or with grandma who's constantly blunt about you, you eat too much don't don't do that don't just do like that. hey you fat <laughs> yeah yeah she was like legit grandma please did not beat around the bush Le- legit she'd be like you're fat stop eating i mean but then it brings me it brings me to this right where they told you that you were fat which is you know naturally that's what people did back then hey you're fat but they didn't show us how to do it and you know to not be fat anymore how do i be healthy right if you're not setting the tone right because as a mom too now i have to set the tone Kai's all eyes on me. Kai's watching me. Yeah. What I eat, what I do through the day, you know, it's so that's where it's like, you can tell, I mean, you can respectfully tell someone, like you can, you can tell your kid, hey, like, you know, this is, you know, because kids will eventually do their own thing and things will get out of hand. You kind of got to have to like correct them. But it's so important to show your, the new generations the way as opposed to belittling them or making them feel small or unloved because of yeah what it like definitely you know? it's the approach and i'm not a parent all i can say is as a kid of a parent who who was on the was on the receiving end we did do a podcast i recorded one on my own um i think cheryl was busy or before we started our sister sister about that you know should you comment on a kid's weight and this is what i feel um you know, until you get to a certain age, parents and family have full control over how much that kid is moving and what that kid is eating. So to me, it's like, why are you going to comment to the kid about it when you're basically the one providing the avenue to whatever's happening? I mean, I don't don't know, like, maybe I'm wrong, because I am not a parent to a real human person. But if you're grocery shopping, and you're cooking the food, and you are spending the day with the kid and picking him up from school and navigating his schedule. I feel like as a parent, you have a lot of control over that. You And I think we had seen it too with our, our cousins, right? Our cousins, some of our cousins are, you know, super unhealthy. And unfortunately, we've lost you know, a cousin from complications to morbid obesity. And it's, it's sad because I think you get to the extreme part of food um, that people don't really talk about. I think people only talk about the extreme part of people who are starving themselves, or if you're purging and throwing up your food, or you're like me and you're exercising crazy and, and fasting and juicing and cleansing, but we don't ever really look at the other extreme where you're either using food as a to fill a void so to deal with emotions um it's it's literally an addiction for some people and i can't imagine because you would never tell a heroin addict hey you can have only a little bit of heroin every day to keep you living, but not too much heroin. I mean, no, you're an, a drug addict. You have to stop completely. Yes. But if you're a food addict, yes. if you're a food addict and you have to literally eat food every day to live, how are you? That's hard. I feel harder. It's not out of sight, out of mind. It's a constant every day. How do I handle eating for nourishment and not eating for destruction? And you know, basically, but. Okay, so this 
So for me, I started really young, started exercising, you know, like I said, when the fam was out, uh, out as, asleep, asleep at night. And then I think, you know, I just kind of like got into the grind of, of going to high school, trying to get into college, working part-time jobs to pay my way. And, um, and then I kind of fell out of sight, out of mind in terms of like my weight. I think when you go to college, there are people a lot more mature in terms of like, you know, not teasing and, you know, respecting people. And then I, what I realized is, Hey, I'm not that big. Like I'm not the biggest person definitely in the room. I'm just curvy. And, you know, that was before the whole curvy movement and body acceptance and everything. So I was still a little bit bigger, but I wasn't, it wasn't anything extraordinary. And being at college, while I dormed at UH, you have all these body shapes and sizes. So that was even more, I think, reason why it didn't um, really, it wasn't on on top of my mind all the time because I wasn't like, being singled out all the time for my weight, right? right? So then when did you start to kind of work out and exercise? I think when I started hanging out with you, where you would take me on the summers. Yes. Oh. And you got me, you, you showed me how to do everything. You, I was literally your mini-me, right? I was like, okay. She was my mini-me gang when, you know, you, the, when kids are a certain age and you're the big sister and everything you tell them, they just fucking do it. They don't question it and you love it. Like they'll do anything with you. They don't even, kids, they're so awesome because they don't even like, they're not overanalyzing. They're just doing I, it. So I can was, you, t let's tell the story about the 11 mile run. Wait, but I was pretty solid because ain't no, ain't no way any no other sister or brother. Like, I mean, maybe today, maybe in present day, but when, you know, we're talking about like what, a couple years ago, we'd be doing 11 miles with their sister. No, I don't. And, <laughs> and that was my, disordered mindset but yeah yes and you're right nobody else would have done it and i think that speaks to what i i think I, I, I think <laughs> that speaks to something in our character that you cannot really teach or train people right this either this this fire this uh sort of tunnel vision you get when right. someone challenges you or challenges any of us we yeah. like take it to the next level Right? right. So I remember I was training for marathon and you had stayed, you were staying with me for the weekend and I was so selfish and I didn't want to do this 11 fucking mile run by myself. And I talked you into coming with me. Yeah. And I totally went. You totally went. And this time gang, like if you see Shara now, Shara's in awesome shape, but Shara was probably in high school. I was a little chubby. And you were a little chubby. You were like me, like a like cute chubby. We cute I did, chubby. I did, I had a really round face. Yeah, we got we were healthy. What did mom say? We're healthy. We ate good. My mom we ate good. We were curvy. We were cute, chubby. But um yeah, okay. not not a runner. You hadn't been starting running. I wasn't a trainer gang. I was just in college. I was a young girl myself, so don't don't come at me in terms of extreme training. But um, I was selfish and I wanted company and we went. And then I think at mile nine or 10, that was it. Your legs gave out, dude. Like everything, Achilles, shin splints, hips, bursitis. She was like 14. <laughs> she 
was gonna she was crying i think you cried a little bit and then i felt fucking really bad because i was like oh my god like this is in a way i think it brought me back in a way like i'm doing to you through exercise kind of like what mom did to me i mean it wasn't because i was mean but it was i was being selfish because i just wanted the company no it was more like come on you're strong when you can do it yeah yeah at all costs honestly i i don't i never resented you for any of stuff like that it was was more so like you made me feel like you showed me that i can do hard things like i am powerful that's how i took it i was like yes look yeah i can do whatever excuse me my language but I can do, I can do it. I can do whatever I want. Right. Yes. And that's, I think that was my whole goal with you guys, with you guys, um, to always just show you that there's an, there's another way to do things than what we had witnessed growing up or saw. And the fact that, you know, I, I, again, um, mom, them did the best they could. So, but I feel like they weren't ever, they were just like, like passing school, like passing high school was good enough, right? But for yeah. some reason it was like, no, but I want to get honors, you know? Completing, yeah. graduating from high school was good enough, but I wanted to go to college. You know, there was always something in me that I wanted more and bigger. And I don't know really where that came from because I don't, mom and dad didn't really cultivate it. You know, they had their own stuff going around on. I was like, I want to go to college. And it was like, well, you have to find a way to go. Yeah. So, and I was like. Everything was loans, right? Right. And so I was like, okay, you know, um, I'm going to do it. And then along my journey, I met people who sort of mentored me and made me feel that I could do hard things, that I could do great things. And I think I wanted the same for you and Tony in terms of, of realizing like, look, you can do whatever you put your mind to, you right. know, don't let your circumstance or your environment kind of dictate your, your future because you want to fucking climb, climb the mountain. You can climb the mountain. You want to be an astronaut. You can be an astronaut. You know, I think mom and dad only knew what they knew. And I was like, there's so much more, you know, like I want to be great at something i want to be awesome but what happened was i know that your body was breaking down and so we had to use a payphone because gang there was like no self you can't carry your cell phone really or your bulky cell phone back then to phone a friend and we stopped at like the corner 7-eleven and we called my my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband his name is like kelly we called him and he came to pick us up Right. And again, if you keep joining us, we can rehash so many different stories where I've dragged Shara on some epic shit and poor thing. Um, Some highlights soon to come would be when she got like third degree burns being a spectator at my half Ironman race because my husband didn't tell her to remind her to put on sunscreen. (laughs) Right. Poor thing. That's another that's another story for another day. But, um, okay, so then you started to work out, like, in high school or you think after high school? It had to be around, like, 17, 18. Okay. I really liked this boy in high school. And then people would tease me all the time about my weight or my skin. And I was like, you know what? I just, I'm sick of it. What was the boy's name? Can we say? Come on. Yeah, you know what? His name Richard. I was, I think, yeah, we were in high school together. His name was Richard and he came from California. 
and I would literally dress to match his outfits because he had like an outfit for every day. He he would you know he was from California. So, so he was like metro, like he was. No, he was like kind of Chicano gangster. Oh, okay. So he uh, was Hispanic. Don John, you know the big Sean oh, John. Yeah. Oh, so right. you would. Ah, so did you ever tell Richard you liked him? I wrote, I, I read, I wrote him a poem. We had to do a poem in class, and I, I wrote him a poem saying, uh, it's, it was called, I love you goodbye. And I read it in front of the whole class because he was leaving. Okay. So it was a poem for the class that we had to do just to do it, to like get speech there, you know, get that speech. Yeah. So it was an assignment. Um, it was an assignment. Yeah. But everybody had to do a poem for him because he was leaving? No, they just had, you just had to do a random poem. Did I he, don't know what it was for. I think it was just so that we would do public speaking. Oh, you're right, one. right. Just to get you acclimated to that. Now, did he know it was for him? Yes, he did. You told him? I looked at him the whole time I read the poem. <laughs> and so did he know you liked him? Oh, yeah, we were, we were, friends. But, we were friends. But you guys never, like, dated? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't date me. He he saw me more as a friend. He told oh. me. And were you but, heartbroken? Yes, I was for that age. Yeah. I know. Seven. What age again? Seventh grade? No. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, so so a senior in high school. Uh, a senior in high school. Yeah. Gang, that it leads us to part two, which will come soon on the crazy things we do, food and fitness wise when we are in love like so shara talks about liking a boy and my next fitness journey phase takes place when um i find out that my boyfriend is talking to another girl and she was skinny and so i kind of took that and ran with it well we hope you enjoy this part one So stay tuned for part two, where we discuss the next phase in our journeys in terms of, okay, now we started to exercise, now what? And how falling in love, meeting boys can really mess with your head in terms of when it comes to food and fitness. Am I right? All right, man. What was that? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, gang. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you did, please, please leave us a review. I am Leanne Watanabe. And I'm Sharon Mills. And we are Sister. Sister, a podcast where two sisters from Kahalu, Hawaii, talk about food, fitness, and everything in between. Aloha. Aloha.